Hello and welcome to Unoriginals, a journey through the Disney Channel original movies. My name's David. And my name is Zach. And today we watched the first sequel to one mm-hmm. of the movies we've seen so far. We watched Xenon, the sequel, which I guess isn't really a sequel, it's a sequel. It's a sequel, it's an entirely different thing. Sometimes um, when I'm feeling a little sick, like a little stuffly, I take yeah. some Zequil before I go to sleep. Yeah, then it's all good. Oh, in I case any of you haven't thing, seen, though. haven't listened to our original episode on Xenon, um, don't worry. It's not like there's really going to be many spoilers for anything no. important uh, since the movie came out in 1999. And the movie's not important. No, and it's not very good either. Um, if you want to go listen to that, go listen to that. I now. recommend Come listening back. to that episode. If not, if not, we didn't really like it, but you can go listen to that for our full thoughts we, on the original. We will be referencing the original pretty heavily, I think, in this one, though. I don't, know, a little bit, I don't yeah. know how we could avoid doing so. Yeah. So, that's just kind of how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. So, for those of you that just went and watched our other episode, uh, hi, welcome back. Yeah. Let's talk about the sequel. All right. Freeman, just generally speaking, okay, mm-hmm. this is the first sequel Yeah. to any of the Disney Channel original movies that we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. And we know, I believe, that of the ones that we've seen so far only two others have sequels i think so which are halloween town yeah halloween town 2 and 3 and calabar's revenge calabar's revenge and halloween town high and and johnny tsunami johnny tsunami which has johnny kapahala back on board yeah and i think those are the only ones so far that have sequels obviously the high school musicals high school musicals camp rocks and the descendants and cheetah girls cheetah girls they all have sequels this is the first one of the ones that we've seen so far that we have sequels and those are the two other ones that we've seen so far that have sequels in the future. Mm-hmm. How do you feel, I think, generally, that this works as a sequel, before we even get into plot? I said at first mm-hmm. that I did not think that this movie was going to be better than the first one. I thought it was yeah. going to be worse. You thought it was going it to do a, slightly a better. Dip. You thought it was going to be like a valley. Mm-hmm. It is slightly better. I think it is a better movie than the first yes. one. Um. And as a sequel, it surprisingly doesn't do the thing where sequels are worse than the original. Because yeah. usually, 90% of the time, the second movie is worse. Yeah. I would agree. There's a few situations where that's not true, but I think most of the time it is. Surprisingly enough, one of those situations is Percy Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen the second the one was like, slightly uh, better. Uh, and the slightly. thing is, right, I think that part of that is that... Um, the first one, I think, just just to review our thoughts on the first one real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one's such a low bar. Yeah. We averaged it at 4 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty mediocre. That's, what, that's, I mean, higher than most of the ones we have been watching have been getting. But, but it's a pretty average score. And that was pretty early on as well. It was mm-hmm. like the third or fourth movie that we watched. Yeah, before we and, really found like our metric, and we didn't know, we didn't know. Mm-hmm. But it's as we mentioned in that episode, and I think that it remains true. That movie it gets a lot of like praise, or at least it gets a lot of like people remembering it fondly. Mm-hmm. That it doesn't deserve. No, because that movie is a lot of nothing. Mm-hmm. It's so much nothing. It's I think, however, if you're referring to the sequel, 
then at least some of that is warranted. At least some of the hype behind remembering this yes. movie is warranted. I think that it Maybe is. Maybe not all mm-hmm. of it, but some of it. Yeah. And I think that part of that is that it has a... The first one's plot is that Xenon is a troublemaker kid mm-hmm. who finds out that the station's going to be destroyed by the billionaire company owner guy. Mm-hmm. And then she gets sent to Earth and she learns that Earth isn't all bad, and then she goes up and saves the station. Mm-hmm. That's the whole story. Mm-hmm. And this one story isn't much like denser than that. But it is slightly better. And I think it's told better. I think so, too. Um, in, in this one, Xenon is two years older than the first one. One year. It's one year. Um, no, it's two. Is it two? I thought it was one year. It's two. All right. I'm if looking at the Wikipedia right now. If you say so, boss. Um... Yeah, there's a little Star Wars scroll thing with their, like, clock tablet thing with a little scroll that does all sorts of plot from the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the government is being assigned to um, look into evaluating the space station and making sure things are at, like, efficient capacity, running yeah. smoothly, and jettison any compartments that are not providing a function. Xenon is still being a little turd, and she gets assigned to a communications array well, I would for say like, punishment. Basically, she is being she is she is not being a good person or good. No, but she's she's significantly not better than the first movie. Mm-hmm. Her lesson that she but, learned from the first movie carries through here, right? So she gets assigned to the alien patrol lab, and that's a lab that's dedicated to making sure that if there's any signs of alien contact, that's what picks it up. Um, she starts hearing boy. things along with Nerd Boy, yeah. Uh, Orion? Orion, that's right. Um, she starts hearing things uh, that she thinks sounds like Protozoa, uh, at least Protozoa's songs. Uh, Protozoa has gone missing recently. He just kind of took himself off the map. He's vanished for And no year. one knows where he is. Um, so when the military comes up, the general is the father of the mean girl from the last movie, Margie. Um, and she comes up with her and she's basically blackmailing Xenon to, into doing anything that she wants. Otherwise she's going to tell her dad that the department that Xenon's family works in is not good. And should be jettisoned. And they'll get sent back uh, to Earth. They will not get mm-hmm. jettisoned with it. Just to be right. clear. They're not just murdering people indiscriminately. Um, a little while later, uh, Nebula, Xenon's best friend, mm-hmm. their department gets jettisoned and they're sent back to Earth. Um, but Xenon keeps hearing the voices from the aliens. So she sneaks down to Earth on the same shuttle as Nebula in a box. Margie goes with her. They find Protozoa, who is secluded somewhere in, like, I don't think they actually... They don't actually say. They just call it that he's hiding somewhere. It is Nova... Nova Linda. Nova Linda, yeah. Um, And then, so they find Protozoa. They convince Protozoa to go to space to talk to the aliens. So that way Xenon doesn't think that... So they don't think Xenon's crazy. Because they also, Um, by the way, the aliens, when they sent her a message on her pad, mm -hmm. um, they also sent her coordinates. Mm-hmm. so they convince protozoa to go with them mm-hmm. um they need to get a shuttle so they try and have the commander of the space station not the military guy but the actual guy who runs the, the space station the normally movie. yeah to come and pick them up he gets caught 
Um, so they actually have to convince Xenon's mom to fly a trash space shuttle instead. Like a literal trash space shuttle. Like a garbage truck, but Waste space management. Shuttle. It literally says waste management on it. Yeah, it's kind of clever. Um, her, her mom's scared of everything. That's a mm-hmm. plot point, apparently. She is scared of um, flying. They mentioned it several times. They mentioned it several times that she's scared specifically. Like specifically flying, yes, but and she's scared Earth. of everything. Yeah. But they go pick up Xenon, um, and they go to the coordinates and they meet the aliens, and the aliens do not care about Protozoa. They just wanted to meet Xenon. That's never um, explained either. No. And then they go they, back to the space station. The, the, the aliens, the just aliens say, carry them back to the space station. Well, basically. The aliens say, hey, we don't actually want to meet Protozoa. What we want mm-hmm. is to use your data in mm-hmm. order to your navigational data in order to find our way back home. Mm-hmm. And they go, well, aliens, you have you're like super advanced. You could hack into Xenon's phone when it was turned off. Mm-hmm. Why don't why didn't you said, just like breach the station defenses and just take the navigational data and their response well, is nice it's not nice to take things without asking yeah which i mean i guess the aliens uh, yeah, are also sure. like also like particle effects yeah it's kind of cool kind of cheap someone found um, one of those old falling sand games on new grounds and said that's an alien mm-hmm. that's it nail it mm-hmm. uh but so then they get the navigation charts they bring xenon and co back to the space sh- station the general has like jettisoned almost all the components because he realizes that since the ship was knocked off orbit from the last movie mm-hmm. or the space station was knocked off orbit, it's going to fall apart and collapse and it's going to crash, you know, crash into, into Earth. Earth. Yeah. So he's doing it for the right reasons. Um, but then the aliens just push it back into the correct orbit cycle and put all the jettison components back onto the space station. Um, Xenon's up. aunt and the uh, general, not, not the, the general. military general, but the regular the, general. He's, he's just the commander. Commander. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get married, and Protozoa plays at their wedding. Yeah, plays a new song, and says, "I'm yeah. second in the universe to a 15 year old girl." But I'm okay with that. Okay, and okay. movie end. Movie end. Yeah. Oh yeah, Margie stays on the space station. Yeah, she also is the main reason that there is any conflict about Xenon being on Earth. Yeah, because she leaves a message for her father, telling him that Xenon kidnapped her. Mm-hmm. Now. This is unnecessary. This is entirely unnecessary. There's no reason that she had to do say this. She just mm-hmm. claims that it's so her dad doesn't get mad at her. And it does lead to one of the stupidest scenes in the whole movie. Yeah. Of where David and I both audibly were like, what? When well, no, it happened. And, and the thing is, right, the movie knows it's stupid because Xenon comments on how dumb it is. Yeah. Um, basically, there's a whole like little come to Jesus talk between Margie and Xenon. Um, and Margie's like, wait, you think I actually hate you? And Xenon's like, yes, literally everything about you, like everything you do is because you hate me. And she's like, oh no, I'm just like that. And everyone, and she's like, I'm sorry, that's ridiculous. Yeah. It's so Xenon stupid. calls her out on that, but then there is no resolution to it. No. But by the end, she's like, do you think we can get along? And Xenon's like, well, we I survived the alien adventure, so I guess. Mm-hmm. But it, that's totally unresolved. That's my biggest complaint about the film. Mm-hmm. Which is good compared to the first one. Yeah, it's it's arguably minor compared they... to the first one. <laughs> Raven. That was not supposed to okay. be a pun. That was not okay. supposed to be the okay. space lingo. Good, I, that's good, just good, convenient. Good, good. They tone... Uh, that's another thing to talk about. Is They tone Wade... One of our major complaints about the first one. Complaint major. See, now we got a problem for you. <laughs> 
one of the major complaints about the first movie was that they way used the space sling. They way overused it way too much. Mm-hmm. And it was our theory at the end of the last one that they will see that they would see that going really well in like pop culture and tone that way up in this one. Mm-hmm. And they didn't. They did the opposite. They toned Which it way down. Good. It's not that bad in this one. Which is, yeah, really good. Um, I think another complaint of the first one was acting. Mm-hmm. There's much better. On that. Much better. Everyone's like two years older in it. Mm-hmm. Everyone who came back, anyway. Because mm-hmm. uh, Raven, Simone, right? That's, did not come back. Did not come back. Uh, and neither did either of the parents. Um, yeah. I'm assuming Raven didn't come back because this is roughly at the same time that Raven's show was yeah. starting to film. Yeah, that's where Raven is starting at this time. She is back so, for the next one. Makes though. sense. She is back for Z3. Mm-hmm. And I think um, speaking yeah. of Nebula, mm-hmm. wouldn't you like to know what else they did? Sure, Freeman. So Nebula, uh, in Xenon the sequel, instead of being mm-hmm. played by Raven Simone, like you yeah, said, yeah. is played by Shadia Simmons. Okay. Um so Shadia Simmons is also a decom person. She's done more than one. Okay. Has she been in one uh, the we've real seen question so far? is, have we seen her yet or not? Okay. Uh was Shadia Simmons in Jump In? Or okay. the color of friendship. Ooh. Okay. So there's only a few characters. She's like, there's like two characters she could be in the color of friendship. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen Jump In. Mm-hmm. That's 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 tough. Jump In is like a while from where we are in the timeline, right? It is. It's pretty far. It's um. I'm pretty sure it's after High School Musical. Yeah. it has Corbin Blue in it. Yeah. So the question is, is she, like, as a 20-something coming back to do more decoms? Or is she just being reused from a prior one? And I think it's more likely to me that she was in Color of Friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if she just, like, did no decoms forever and then just came back for Jump In. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say Color of Friendship. I think that's more likely. You're correct. She was in Color yeah. of Friendship. She's actually the other... She, she's the American girl from Color of Friendship. I, I figured. She's one, of, yeah. she's one of the two characters that she could have been. Because the other mm-hmm. characters are like men. Yeah. Um, I have two more for you. Okay. Uh, first, we have Robert Curtis Brown. Who the... plays Mark Carr. That's the dad. It's the dad. Okay. Xenon's dad. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is not the same actor from the first Xenon movie. This no, is, he not. only plays Xenon's dad in the second movie. Do they come back for the uh, third one? Does the first one come back for the third one? Uh, I didn't. Or check is it? A, that. Or does he not see. come back at all? Or is he just a new person again? Um, as far as I can tell, the parents aren't in the third one because they're not huh. listed on the Wikipedia page. I could be wrong. All right. Wow. Um. So, was he also in? Mm-hmm. High School Musical 3 Senior Year or Teen Beach Movie. He doesn't belong in either of those films. No, absolutely not. He's playing a side character in any of them. He is in one of them. I, I, uh, no, I know. I believe, these are fake I, outs. No, I know, I know you wouldn't fake me These aren't out. both fake outs. No, you wouldn't fake me out on both of them. That's just out of the spirit no. of the game. And you... I would give you two that he's in or I will give you one that he's in. I'll yeah, never yeah. just give you, you none. You never just give me a total trick answer. No, because that's not fair. I'm betting he's a teacher in three. 
High School Musical yep. 3. Yeah, you're correct. He is in High School Musical 3. Yeah, he plays Vance teacher. Evans. I have no idea who that is because I've never seen High School Musical 3. Season. Really? Yeah, I never watched that one. Wow, I've seen that one. I know. You haven't? I have not seen that one. No, it was the yeah. one that came out in theaters and I never huh. saw it. I, I didn't see it in theaters. Too bad we're not going to watch it. Uh, <laughs> I forgot! <laughs> we don't get to watch that one because it, it, has no, it came out in theaters. Yeah, it's not a yeah. decom. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's pretty so funny. So for our last one, uh, I have John Getz for you. Is and John Getz plays General Hammond. Yeah. Yes. He looks familiar. Uh, now, he should, especially to you. Um, is John Getz also in Justice League or Doom Patrol? Jesus, Freeman. <laughs> Justice League, the movie, the Zack Snyder yeah. movie? Same thing. No, I'm asking. Zack Snyder, Joss Whedon, same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, that one? Yeah, yeah, the the, the yeah. live action one. Yes. Okay. Or Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. Well, you say he should look familiar to me. Uh-huh. I haven't seen Doom Patrol. Because I don't have the DC Now app or whatever it's called. <laughs> because why would I? Mm-hmm. What, for the one season of Justice League animated cartoon they have on there? Don't you want to watch the, the new Teen Titans reboot where Robin is all edgy and says no. Whopper Batman? No. What? Nope, I'm good. Thank you. <sighs> Bummer. But he could be in Doom Patrol. If he okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do a called shot for you. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to guess Justice League, but if he is in Doom Patrol, he is Mister Negative, not Mister Negative, whoever their version of that is. They have like a mm-hmm. energy guy. So he is in Doom Patrol. Okay. Um, he plays Paul Trainer. Paul Trainer. I, I don't know, don't know who that is. Uh, <laughs> Doom Patrol, Paul. Yeah, I, I, I have no idea who that Trainer. is. Uh, okay, he's not. He's just, a, he's man. just an old generalman. That's what I figured. He's very good at military people. From what his I can power tell and ability. His, from what I can tell from his IMDb, he's very good at playing military people. He's in the fly on the Doom Wiki, or not Doom Wiki, on the uh, DC Wiki. Mm-hmm. His powers and abilities include one thing. Mm-hmm. Military protocol. <laughs> Ooh, I love that. I love that yep. so much. That's yep. good. I didn't realize that was a power <sighs> or an ability, but apparently, according to the that's DC good. wiki, it is. That's fantastic. Okay, that's fair. That's yeah, fair. he was in The Fly. Uh, he was Stathis Borens. Well, I can't uh, the fly I... and the fly too. Mm. Um, let's see what else. What else? Kind of I can't cool get over do? how many shots in this movie with him look like they're out of SG one. Yeah, so many of them look like they're just using the same sets from Stargate. He was in superhero movie, apparently. <laughs> okay, I never saw superhero movie. And I never saw it either. And ideally, I never will. Same. Yeah. Um, American Horror Story Apocalypse. Okay, I didn't watch. I watched didn't like watch the first three either. episodes of the first season. Of he American was in the Horror Social Story. Network. Who did he play? Sigh. <clears throat> no idea who that is. That's what I want to do. Sigh. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. <sighs> I don't know who Sigh is? I, I have no idea who that is in that movie. I, I don't matter. think I've ever it actually watched matter. the Social Network. I've seen the Social Network. It's okay. It's a Facebook movie. I don't know. It That's is the Facebook movie it. with Jesse, with Jesse Eisenberg. 
Um, something, however, that I do have to break to you before we get to it. Um, okay. You mentioned towards the end of the movie that you really hope that Protozoa is in Xenon 3. He's not? Right? Well, kind of. Okay. Protozoa is in it. Okay. However, it is not Philip Reese who plays no. him. Yeah, they, they recast That's him. unacceptable. I know. It's it's actually a bummer because Protozoa is I probably one of the best parts of these movies. I'll, I'll miss his pineapple hair. Yeah, it's gonna be Nathan Anderson as Protozoa uh, for Z three. If the, I, and once again, I don't know anything about the actor for Protozoa. If he's a garbage person, then I don't miss him. But knowing right. nothing about him, I miss him. I don't think so. No. I'm gonna let, let me do some googling too, right, rather than just right. looking on IMDb. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. He probably just did something else. Probably, instead. I mean, as far as I can tell from anything, that all he did as, really was Xenon and then a couple of like regular sitcoms and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he probably was just busy. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really see anything. Or he just stopped acting at that time. Who knows? Yeah, I I don't really see anything. You know, something that really strikes me about this movie? Mm Mm-hmm. It's really pretty. On Earth. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. The Earth shots are really pretty. Don't talk to me about space. No, because the the CGI still hasn't aged incredibly well. It's 2000 CGI. I mean, it it is, you know, Toy Story 1 tier. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, this looked okay at the time, I guess. Mm -hmm. But, like, bad now. I will say that the whole, like, 90s clear Mm -hmm. plastic aesthetic of all all the space station stuff Uh, grew on me a little bit. mm -hmm. But not much. I think they do more with it in this one. I think they do, too. It looks a little bit better. It looks a little bit more natural and a little less 90s, but while still keeping that same aesthetic, you know? Yeah, and I I hate their outfits still. Mm Mm-hmm. They're not great. No, but, you know, the thing is, like, I can overlook the the outfits because they dress relatively normal on Earth. Yeah. It's weird space attire. It's like 50s space attire. It's so weird. But, I mean, I guess, right? Like, I don't... It's doable. I don't... The weird thing is the plot of... Yeah, our contractor, or, like, the people that, like, were keeping us funded in space went out of business two years ago when their uh, head was arrested for being a gigantic criminal. I'm so stupid. Okay. I realized who the dad is in uh, oh. in, in High School Musical. Okay. Vance Evans. Oh. He's Sharpay's dad. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Ashley yeah, Tisdale's yeah. dad. Yeah, yeah. That makes apparently he's in the second one too. So we'll see him again. Don't worry. He's he's got he's got a face. Yeah, he's got he a very does. he's got a very angular face. Um, apparently he was also in Handmaid's Tale. Okay. Um, Dear White People. Okay. The 1983 film Trading Places with Dan Trading Aykroyd and Eddie places Murphy. With Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's on the Orville for one episode. Okay. Uh, That's recent. Lucifer for one episode. Okay, so now he does nothing. No, he doesn't really do much. He briefly anymore. did things and then now does nothing. Pretty much. Yeah, that seems about right. Did we figure out what Xenon went on to do? Did she go on to do anything? I know we I don't must, think we, she's done anything too crazy. We must have talked about it last time. She was on Days of Our Lives as a little kid. Uh, yeah. um, she was on General Hospital, apparently, yeah, up until like, the last like soap year. Yeah, soap operas. Soap operas. 
yeah, until last Kim year. Kim Possible, so the drama. Yeah, she was. She was. A, she so was, she was like a her... main character on. General no, no, no Hospital. this year she's still on it right now. General apparently. Hospital is still running. Yeah, Maxie Jones on General Hospital. Okay, she must um, be like a long-running character then. She was. She, thank God, she was on Pistachio Goes to Walt Disney World as mom guest. What does that even? You heard mean? me. I I couldn't tell you, but what, who is Pistachio? I don't. I'm assuming the nut. Um, All right. I've always, I've, this, I've always this wanted looks to be like a, a fan film kind of thing. I've like, always wanted to be described as my relationship to a child guest. As, as yeah, mom guest. Uh, I would like to be totally unrelated to any child guest. Yeah, she she was on Kim Possible. Uh, she plays Bonnie Rockweiler in the animated one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the main character. Um, that's that's pretty much it. She, that's a shame. She did really well in this one. Yeah. And presumably she's still Xenon in Z3. Well, yes. It'd be really cursed if she wasn't. Um, I believe... Let me see here. So Z3 actually lists who mm-hmm. stays for all three. Um, okay. So Kirsten Storms, uh, Lauren Maltby, uh, Stuart Pankin, and Holly Fulger are the only so cast members to I'm appear in all three I'm guessing that they films. are Xenon. Mm-hmm. Jerk Girl. Yes. The Captain... Yes. And Aunt Linda. Correct. Four for four. Yes. Um, also, uh, unfortunately, I, there, there's a soundtrack listing and an album mm-hmm. that was released for Z3. Yes. Okay. But I don't think that they released an actual album for Z2, which is I, unfortunate uh, because the sequel still has the original Protozoa, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some look in here. Because Protozoa, it's not him singing. No, but like... I don't trust that it's gonna be the same yeah. guy in the third one, you know? Because if they replace yeah. the if they replace the the face actor, they might well. I mean, the, the two the too. two songs from Xenon, the two Xenons so far, have been bops. So this is true. So you know they're worth listening to, not because they're good, but because they're like late nineties, early two thousands, like pop rock, basically, right? Yeah, unfortunately, they didn't release yeah. a full album with uh, Z2 or the original Xenon, but yeah. Z3, there is an I, album I think... with Protozoa on it. Yeah, and I want to talk about another thing from this, from the first movie to this one. Mm-hmm. Freeman and I, we both kind of agreed that the first movie, which is based on a book, by the way, mm-hmm. this one's not. Um, that the first one. Felt like it was trying to set itself up for a series. Mm-hmm. It, it felt really strongly like that. We, it felt strongly enough that we brought it up several times in the first review. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that didn't happen. Because uh, we live in this timeline where there is not one of those. Right. This movie feels so much stronger because it doesn't feel like it's trying to set up a series. Where it's like, look at all these wacky things happening. It's just like, look, we're going to tell a story. We're going to tell an actual story. And maybe that's an improvement based upon the fact that this director, we've talked about like a billion times now, because mm-hmm. he directed like all of these Disney Channel original movies. And he directs E3. He directs more after this. And some of them are good, and some of them are really bad. Actually, no. Hmm? Xenon the sequel has a different director than the first movie. Oh, maybe it was the writer. The writer wrote yeah, all of them. It might be maybe. the writer. Stu Krieger is the writer. Mm-hmm. But the director is Manny Cotto, who is okay. not the same 
I thought it was the same guy. No. Um, yeah, the it's, it's written by Stu Krieger. It's the same writer. It's okay, so the maybe the writer. writer's learning how to write better. I think so. But I think he also writes the poof point, which is rated as the lowest on IMDb. Which, yikes. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is fine. This is a totally competent story. There's not a ton to say about a totally competent story, except in comparison to the original. I mean, there is the bit of this movie where they're playing Pong with the airlock doors. Mm-hmm. That's messed up. They don't know that it's airlock doors, but it's still messed up. Yeah. Yeah. Interestingly enough, uh, the director for Xenon the Zequel, Manny Cotto, mm-hmm. also directed The Other Me. That's right. We found that a while ago. That's yeah. right. Yeah. We found that when I think we, that's were what you were looking thinking of. The Other Me. That's right. Yeah. Well, I believe that the director for the first and third Xenons are the same, and that they also directed some several Disney Channel original movies. Let's see. From what I remember. Um, Kenneth Johnson. Mm-hmm. He directed Xenon Girl of the 21st Century. Yes. Uh, and Don't Look Under the Bed, but not Z3. Not Z3. So they change directors every time. So who knows what we're looking at in the third one? Mm-hmm. It could be anything. Freeman? Uh, the director for that is Steve Rash, but it is still written by Stu Krieger. Yeah. So it's the same writer. So, so hopefully we're still on an upswing. So Freeman, I mm-hmm. have a little thought experiment for you. Mm-hmm. There is a character in this film called Nebula. Yeah. Do you think that she is good, or do you think the movie would be so much better if the lines were not changed, but she was replaced with Nebula from the MCU? Ooh. Oh. Uh-huh. Ooh. Okay. Just, so, just, like, just, line... like, just full adult Karen Gillian. And, like, lines are the exact same. It's it's just, every, everything's it's, the exact same. Nebula it's just from... replaced okay. with, Karen, with modern Karen Gillian as Nebula. Like, line delivery is still, like, Xenon delivery, or, like... MCU delivery. Well, her voice is given with the reverb and everything. It's like modulated. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it is It is the character of Nebula, but all the lines are the same. And all the actions are the same. I mean... Just for the comedy, right? I feel like it could be funny. Yeah. But at the same time, like... Oh, it makes it, the movie worse. Oh, it'd be terrible, but it'd be pretty funny. It would be very funny. I just wanted to put that also, out there. I feel like um, Nebula was supposed to have a little bit more of a bigger presence in this movie. That's yeah. But because Raven Simone didn't sign on to play Nebula, they cut the part down. It does feel like that. It does definitely feel like that. Because there's more emotional core in this movie than there was in the first one. Mm-hmm. And, but and Nebula was much. definitely much more present in the first movie than she is in this one. And you feel like that would be carried mm-hmm. through. So, yeah. Do you... This is a better sequel than the first movie. Absolutely. And I, I oh, can't 100%. wait to have more sequels than the than this one. Mm-hmm. So that we can start comparing sequels to other sequels. Mm-hmm. And seeing which movie made the best sequels. And I yeah. might be Halloween Town. But this is pretty strong. Yeah, it's not bad. Strong showing. It could be much worse. Yeah, it absolutely could be. Even though the plot in this one's still like entirely threadbare. Mm-hmm. What year does this take place in then? It takes place in like 2022, right? No. Uh, According to the Wikipedia, this this takes place in 2051. Ah, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that, yeah. Um, So the first one took place in 2049. Yeah. 
I, I think that this is really what really what this is is like a Star Trek light story. Yeah. Um. But like with Star Trek, we would get the perspective of someone who is not on the base from Starfleet, like getting uh-huh. a distress call from the base. So this wouldn't be government intervention because the ba- of the base yeah. falling apart. This be government intervention well, because what this would the be, base is falling apart. What this would be in Star Trek, right? Mm-hmm. Would be they pick up an admiral at a base, right? He's doing a review, of, like a performance review on the ship, mm-hmm. basically. And then they are contacted by an alien race who needs their help, but to help them would reach the prime directive. Right. And then they have to juggle doing what's right versus doing what the rules say they should do. Mm -hmm. And then obviously at the end, because in all Star Trek properties, you breach the prime directive. Right. Um, You never follow it, despite the fact that it's really important. Because of the greater good. Because of the greater good, yeah. And that's the episode, right? And you get the same, you know, like, morality, right and wrong thing that you mm-hmm. get in this episode of, like, well, he's not he's not evil, right? He's doing his job, right. the villain. So he's not really a villain so much as he is, like, a cog in the machine. Mm-hmm. But he is such an obstacle in that way that in order to do the right thing, you have to, like, endanger everything. Right. And I feel like this is like a good like kid version of that in a movie. Mm-hmm. I still don't understand though why earlier in the movie when the station was recording the stuff and it just started it started showing on the screen that I was playing the music the zums mm-hmm. that it didn't record. Yeah. Because that was real. That was real. Because even even if it was even if it was just like generic um, like background noise that's been encountered before, you would think that they would still be recording. Because what if it wasn't? Because it happens again. The zombies don't even appear on the recording though. Recorded audio. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. Despite the fact that we know the zombies are real, right? So it was just to like set up gaslighting of Xenon, Mm -hmm. because we know that the aliens in this movie are telepathic. They have telepathy. Mm-hmm. But in that case, would they not just zoom in her head and it wouldn't appear on the monitor? So they were sending out zums into space. Right, because it was appearing on the monitor. Yeah, they were sending out zums into space and then it wasn't recording them. So they were erasing it, I guess, is the only answer. The aliens were zumming at her and then erasing it. To gaslight her. I guess. And I don't know, maybe they're ascendant beings. They um they exist as energy. Mm-hmm. But like they maybe they knew, maybe they Doctor Stranged it, and the only way the only winning scenario was to gaslight Xenon. I guess so. But like, I don't see why that's true. Also the the general is like, well, you discovered aliens, and that's fine, but, like, it doesn't really matter. Also, mm-hmm. <laughs> that thing that brought you back here that was clearly an alien vessel, how do we even know that's aliens? And we, he doesn't, like, go, yeah, that was aliens, until they reverse all the stuff he's been doing. Mm-hmm. Without being present, and then they appear and go, hi, we're so aliens. So clearly he had some kind we... of ulterior motive that they just didn't expand on. 
Yeah. He must have had something. I mean, because his point is, and he kind of says it in that scene, is like, well, even if that's an alien, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, this, I'm still this, or, this, this, this station this station's still going to fall out of orbit and crash into the planet, which is mm-hmm. bad. You know, that's that's you don't want that. Yeah. But. You know, there should have been more of a reaction to the aliens is what I guess. What oh, I'm for saying, sure. From everyone for involved. Sure. Everyone for was sure. like, oh, you know, aliens. It's oh, normal. yeah. Aliens, you know, aliens. like Xenon was talking about. Yeah. That's fine. They're not ghosts. Alien transports into the vessel kind of like a ghost mm-hmm. oh it's an alien it's normal it's fine sure why not yeah they, they are entirely unconcerned by an alien life form totally unlike human life mm-hmm. they're like yeah that's just aliens like they've dealt with what, it you've never seen an alien before yeah like they've dealt with it before but they never have mm-hmm. we know they haven't because everyone thinks aliens. xenon's crazy when she mentions what? aliens yeah I mean, the government definitely knows about aliens. Oh, for sure. So it makes That's sense why he that was so, like, objected. Yeah. Well, because they know that aliens visited the Earth already. Mm-hmm. Back in, um, 98. Or 99. Whenever Roswell was. <laughs> no. Yes. No, no, I was going with, um, uh, the slug one. Oh, um. Yeah. Can of worms. Can of worms. Yeah. 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 They. The government knows. The government's known since then. Mm-hmm. So the government knows about aliens, which is why the you know government people are concerned about the aliens, and are like, no, that's not an alien. Until it becomes undeniable that it definitely was an alien. Yeah. So then it'd be like, all right, I guess like you guys totally saw an alien or whatever, but like don't yeah. don't make a big deal about it. Yeah. Also, you remember that like. One note plot point where Xenon's like, I got dumped. Mm-hmm. And then it just doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. It's not, And it's she's like, it's not that he dumped me, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's not that we were broken up. Because, you know, I didn't think we were going to be for, together forever. But, like, I can't believe he dumped me. Mm-hmm. And then it just doesn't matter from then on out. Okay, it's just the yeah. very beginning of the movie. To show, like, oh, yeah. everything's going wrong for Xenon. Ha <laughs> ha. It, yeah, it, it never comes up again. The, the most that comes up is that the um, jerk girl is like, oh, by the way, ex-boyfriend says hi. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. It's fine, though. She ends up with, like, Orion, it seems like. I think so. It's it's kind of, like, eh. implied, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that'll show up in the third one. Maybe. Maybe not. Who knows? Who cares, really? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, Freeman, if the reason I think this movie is decent, and maybe we should get to ratings and talk more about this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the reason I think this movie is decent is because of how bad the movies since, like, Ready to Run have been, mm-hmm. or if it's actually a half-decent film. Because the, rea- the reality of the situation is that these past movies have, like, it's like a um it's like a boulder against a stream. Right. You know, it's like they're not so bad as to like totally destroy me, right? Mhm. But they're wearing me down. I think it's kind of a little bit of both. 
Okay. I think it's not as bad as some of the absolute, like, really bad movies yeah. that we've watched. Because it's not. It's definitely mm. better than that. The writing is improved from the first one. The acting is vastly improved. It is. The directing is at least somewhat improved. The story is better. So it's it's better than the first one as a standalone of like just those two movies. But when you compare it to the other Disney Channel original movies too, it's a better story than Quince. It's a better story yes. than um Absolutely. Like uh the other like Genius. Today. It's better than Genius. Yeah. Definitely better than the Ultimate Christmas yes. present. I would like watching that movie more than Phantom of the Megaplex. Like, yeah. Can of Worms, 100% better than that. This movie is so much better than a lot of the movies that we've seen, but, like, it feels... It, it, it feels so much better because of how bad we've had it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I guess, Freeman, my question for you is... Mm-hmm. Out of ten Zapple Zipods, mm-hmm. what would you rate this film? For me, this one gets a four and a half out of ten. You're only raising it by half a point? I'm only raising it by half a point. You only think this film is half a point better? Yes, because... Defend yourself, sir! I will, I will. While while everything about it is pretty much better, the thing is, the original movie had better pacing. The original movie did not feel as long as this one did to me. This one felt much longer. I'm sorry. You are are dying in the brain? This movie felt long to me. It you, felt like it was you taking are... so long to get to the point of the aliens because so much happened in between. It was like, oh, like, you know, the aliens aren't you real. Are but, like, the aliens are real. A coma. But then, like, you they go and be. they have to, like, no. You are sick in the head if you think that. It was, it felt long. <sighs> it felt That's the so one. Long. I don't have that complaint about this film. I do. I, I, I've never so strongly disagreed with you on something, I think, on this podcast. This it movie felt long felt... to me. The writing was much better, for sure. The writing is 100% uh, better. This movie felt so much shorter than the original to me. I don't think so. The stuff happened in this film. Things stuff happened. happened in the other one. It just wasn't good. No, most of that film's nothing happening. I know. Things happen in this one. Right, but how much needs to happen before we just get to the plot? This whole movie was the plot. No. It was just side quests. It was more side quests and more side quests before we actually got to the plot. No, it it really wasn't. Everything was was. Everything was in service to the main quest. But they still had to do so much to get to the end. That it just—it felt—it all felt unnecessary Freeman. to me. It felt like they were doing so much to get there, and then the payoff wasn't even that great. It—it w- it wouldn't be a very good story if they just did it, would it? Well, no, but I'm just saying it felt all like it took of, all too your, long all, to get there. All of what you are calling side quests are trials and tribulations on the road. No, it felt like it took way too long to get there. Like I understand that you got to walk through all of uh, Middle Earth to get to Mordor. <laughs> you can't just take the eagles. But Freeman, like, the minds of Moria are, by your definition, not in service to the greater plot. Well, here's the if thing. This, if you're the end of the, the minds of Moria, the, the very end of the minds of Moria where Gandalf dies, quote unquote. Sure, that's in service. And like the little okay. fight with all the orcs. Yeah. All right. But getting into the minds. No, it's, it's not the a whole like octopus monster thing. That doesn't matter. Freeman, it's Walking not a... through the minds themselves doesn't look, matter. Look, I'm not going to have someone on this podcast bad mouthing the watcher in the water. I will do what I want. 
that track bops. Okay. And it's a big octopus boy. Who's not important. No, no, I'll, no, I'll agree with that. That's that's just true. <laughs> but I won't have you bad-mouthing it. I'm just saying. My point is, though, Freeman, that not everything can be, you know, Frodo climbing up Mount Doom. Oh, no, I'm not saying okay. everything has to be Frodo Sometimes, climbing up Mount some, Doom. You have to get the camping on Weathertop. That would be even longer. You have to get the camping on Weathertop, Okay. You gotta have you gotta have Bilbo and Frodo meeting in um, Rivendell. Mm-hmm. Things that don't immediately like go come into the plot in order to you know make the ending more special. You're right. I'm not saying you're wrong. You do seeing, have to have some of that, but how much is enough? Like it, like like forty minutes. No. Uh, it, it, the thing is, with the payoff that they had of, first of all, I was expecting really crappy CGI aliens, and I was a little disappointed, because all we got was just little, like, floating particles, which is a bummer. Um, and then the whole bit with the military chasing after them took forever If you expected long. a good alien, you're wrong. That was well, your no, first no, I wasn't mistake. expecting a good alien. That I was, was expecting more than just particles. Uh don't get first, me wrong. I was not expecting that was a good your first, alien. That David, was your first absolutely mistake, not. Freeman, is expecting anything other than the minimum. We're lucky it wasn't just a person. That's what I was hoping for, was a person in, like, green makeup. That'd be way funnier. It wouldn't. They couldn't afford the green makeup, Freeman. It was never going <sighs> to be, so be so much better. It would just be a person. It would be so much better. It would be so much better. I mean, the, the biggest letdown for me about the aliens is they didn't actually want Protozoa. Mm-hmm. Put, let Protozoa go with the aliens. But my point is, Freeman... That ending on its own is dis- is very disappointing. Mm-hmm. But it's less disappointing because we know what Xenon had to go through to get there. We know what it took. I just feel like it was it was too much. She showed For a us movie of, of this caliber. She showed us it was her just too much. It was about the emotion, Freeman. It was about the journey. It wasn't about the destination. It wasn't it was never about the aliens, Freeman. But we've already had her emotional journey. If you call Xenon the first movie her emotional journey... I will call that you, the first you emotional journey. You watch such a different film than me, Freeman. I will call it an emotional journey, because uh, she does at least learn something. Not much, but she does learn. This one wasn't about learning about, like, be a good person. Mm-hmm. This was about coming to terms with who she is now. Mm-hmm. Okay? The thing is that she was stuck with the jerk girl, right? Mm-hmm who is very similar to how she used to be. Okay. She used to be a jerk like that. And in her journey, Freeman, she came to realize how much pressure she put on everyone around her Mm -hmm. and how much support they gave her and how meaningful that was to her. Mm -hmm. And she helped, I think in a way, jerk girl, right? Take mm-hmm. the first steps on her journey of growth. It was less of a story about Xenon learning something and more of a story about Xenon proving what she learned and learning how much, who, what it means to be that person and being a, not a mentor, but like a, a aid to someone else. Because mm-hmm. there's that whole scene. Every scene with Nebula proves that to me. 
Because every scene with Nebula, except for one, she's not concerned about her own well-being. Mm-hmm. She's concerned about Nebula. To the point where she says, wow, that girl's an absolute jerk. But if you want to go with her, you can go with her. Right? Mm-hmm. She reaches the critical point after she's been gaslit like two or three times about a- about aliens. And like two scenes later is her saying to her friend, no, I that was me like venting. I feel bad about it. But like, obviously, your important problems are important and we're still friends, even though I'm upset with you. Mm-hmm. That's big growth. That means a lot, Freeman. That's an emotional thing. It's the same way, Freeman, that even though you're incredibly wrong, I still love you and care about you. You know, maybe the real Xenon was the friendships we made along the way. The re- that's what I'm saying, Freeman. You finally get it. <laughs> and that's why I'm I giving. Know. This I just. Ugh. That's why I I'm giving this movie six and a half. Six and a half. Holy yes. crap! Yes. Jeez. Yeah. No, I this movie, Freeman, you know, it wasn't until you gave it a four and a half. Uh-huh. That, you know, I, I took a look inwards, okay? Mm-hmm. And I said to myself, David, Xenon One sucked. Xenon One was it was awful to sit through. What did Xenon One teach us? Xenon One te- one taught us not to be a jerk. Right? Mm -hmm. What is Xenon 2 teaching us? Xenon 2 is teaching us a few things, Freeman. Mm -hmm. It's teaching us all the things that I already said. It's teaching us that sometimes it takes time to come to terms with who you are after a big change in in your personality. Mm -hmm. It teaches us that when other people are being, like, bad in some way, that it is our duty to attempt, at least to make an attempt, if they're willing to guide them to the better self that they could be. It shows us that even when we love someone, and even when that person hurts us, that we still love them. Despite that. If it's like a minor hurt in this case. Mm -hmm. It taught us that it's okay to look to your friends and people that you know and know that will help you. Mm -hmm. Who will believe in you. On your journey. And Freeman, you know what it teaches us? What does it teach us? It teaches us to believe women, Freeman. This is true. Because you know what Xenon always is? She's always right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's You're an not important wrong message. With that. I think it's more important now than ever, Freeman. Yeah. Because this movie is, at its core, a woman who knows the truth. And is being told by almost everyone, except for one other woman, her aunt, her aunt, right? That she is wrong. Everyone else on the planet about. is telling her that she's wrong, despite that she knows the truth. Mm-hmm. She witnessed the truth. In this case, she heard the truth. Mm-hmm. Right? But everything in the world is telling her that she didn't, and that she's wrong, and that she just believes it because she's crazy. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's the message they were going for. No, absolutely. They not. were not this, going for this that. Film is this not is deep unintentional. For that. No, this that is unintentional. But the thing is that it is saying it. Yeah. Intentional or not. And I think that's important. And also it's I just will agree with like that. it's like for me head and shoulders above the first one. 
And I had to watch Ultimate Christmas Present today. <laughs> it's true that and I, I want to give something a better score than a four that is entirely fair so I'm giving it a six um, so and that's a half. gonna leave xenon at an average of five out of ten i think that's fair i'd say that's fair i gave an extra half to counteract your half mm-hmm. at least i think that's five out of ten right uh no i think it's five and a half isn't it it might be five and a half let me see here we'll figure it out I think it's five, yeah, it's and, five a and a half. Yeah, it's five and a half. It's five and a half. Yeah, which puts Still. it just above average. Which I think I, is fair. Mm, I think five is better, but five and a half is okay. I don't mm. know. I think five and a half is better I don't think it's above average. I don't think so. I think this is above average decob. I don't think so. I and think it's maybe, just middle Maybe of the I'm road. deluded. Maybe I'm sick. I think it's a little bit of that. I think it's, um, I think it's less... It's, I think it's less that you're sick and more of you... You remember Xenon, the original one, being worse than it actually was, and I remember uh, being worse than it actually was too. I'm I'm guilty of that as well. No, I I think that if we watched, I think if we watched Xenon the original now, we would rate it higher. I think so too. Not because it is a better film, but because I think it's better that than we've some of the seen other stuff so much worse. Yeah, and the other thing is that I think I I rate this one higher for another reason, which is that I think that this film elevates that first film. Mm-hmm. I think the sequel is so not good, but like good comparatively, right? In building on the first film. Mm-hmm. And it fixes so many of the issues that the first film has that I want to reward that. That makes sense. Yeah. And I don't think this fits anywhere in a timeline, by the way. I think it fits like right no, after it, it fits the after first the first one. There's not yeah. really anything it's that. So, it's so far in the future. From everything else, which is contemporary mm-hmm. to when it was released, that it's but like, it doesn't okay. matter towards anything. The else at this the point. Al- okay, there's aliens in this one though. Yeah, but no one knows about the aliens. The only people yes. who know about the aliens are the kid from Can of Worms and their and his friends. That's it. And also, my stepsister is an alien. Stepsister from Planet Weird. Yeah, stepsister from Planet Weird. That's right. Who but are also even then, aliens. that's that's about it. They they never yeah. like told anyone besides the people who they were in direct contact that's with. That's what I'm and saying. It's though, the same kind of case. If no one's gonna believe them, that I think that they're. I think that all these aliens are like in the same universe. Yeah, it's just that these are the first like not kind of weird aliens that we've come across. Mm-hmm. They're not bubbles, which was bad. Bubbles with faces. Yeah, yeah. Bubbles was bad. They weren't just a dog. Mm-hmm. They weren't horrifying puppets. They weren't horrifying mucus puppet. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they were, or weirdly sexy octopus. Mm-hmm. Um, they were like light particles, and I think that's an I think that's an interesting concept. I just I was expecting goofy CGI alien because you're, you're course, up, the but, thing is you know they were fine. I'm not saying they weren't. I know, but you're upset because they weren't goofy. Well, yeah, because I was expecting, a, you know, a Disney Channel original movie. I, I know, but I I don't think that's a negative on the film. I don't think that's a I think it is at this I, point because the rest of the movie is so campy. I, I look, Freeman, they're in the same space shuttle, garbage waste shuttle as Protozoa. You think they're really going to try to one up that man? Yes. <laughs> well, I think they were smarter they did. than They you have Xenon in that space shuttle. Xenon's not a step up from Protozoa. According to the rest of the universe, she is. Okay. She's a step up, like, 
effectively, but not in wackiness. I'm just saying. Protozoa is the highest in the galaxy in wackiness. This is true. You're right. Xenon doesn't even have pineapple hair. (laughs) (laughs) Though she does try to serve him a bowl of, like, cantaloupe slices and marshmallows. Anyone who has listened this far, um, if you have not looked up Protozoa's hair from Xenon the original or the sequel. I think it's Do different that the right now. Oh, okay. We'll look it up in the, from the sequel yeah. because you'll under, you'll see what we mean when we say pineapple hair. I'm sorry if you've listened this far. Yeah. You've listened to me now, like go ham to defend Xenon, which is something I never thought I'd hear. I, I'm not defending the first one. I'm defending the second one. I know. And I, I think it needed to be done. Well, with that being said, I think it's time we start wrapping this up a little bit. <laughs> Absolutely. Freeman, what's the next movie? Our next movie is going to be Motocrossed, followed by The Luck right. of the Irish. Okay. Yeah. So, so one of those I think is good. We, <laughs> you know, we could have done Luck of the Irish for St. Patrick's Day. We could have. But we, we missed didn't. it by what will be like two months by the time this one comes out. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Anyways, so as we uh, record this, it comes. This is coming out like the fourth week of April. Yeah, third week of April, something like that. Fourth. We're recording this in March. Mm Hmm. To date us, I guess. But yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you all for listening. Uh, If you made it this far, we really appreciate you. Also, we're sorry. I'm so sorry. I appreciate you, but I'm so sorry. Um, if you could rate us the best possible rating that you think we deserve, that would be really appreciated. It helps um, us on the charts. It helps us get recommended to new people. It does. And any sort of feedback is always appreciated by us. So we can help make our podcast better for all of you lovely people. That's right. Um, if you would like to get in contact with us in any way, shape or form, you can find us over on Twitter at unoriginalscast. Or you can also email us at unoriginals98 at gmail.com. And we've said um, it before, I'll say it again. Mm-hmm. Twitter, at unoriginalscast, is mm-hmm. absolutely the best way to contact us. 100%. If you want to get to us like in a reasonable amount of time, that's the best place to contact us. We post when we put a new episode up on there. We post mm-hmm. clips and like funny memes and stuff. And things Everyone's related to the episodes that we release. Mm-hmm. It's worth following, so if you're not following, it would be really awesome if you did. Mm-hmm. Um, thank, thank you, you to Twin, Twin Musicom for the Cinematic Sting. I think that's that's it, right? All right, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. And, oh, well, thank you all for listening I again. recommend Xenon, the second one, not the first one. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye.